Hey folks, Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of three thousand two hundred and twenty-one dollars off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple: take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. It should be bumped more. Right. I mean, <laughs> no, really. Kevin, we're out to it. It's all good. Well, welcome, After Buzzers. You're here watching our Glee After Show, and we are live on YouTube today. And you can go to YouTube always, and go to YouTube.com/slash/AfterBuzzTV to check out everything that we do here. And you can also go to iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find us there as well. And you can always tweet at us. At, we're always here, and tweet at us at. Uh, After Buzz TV and hashtag Ooh. ABTV Glee. We have our own hashtag now. Yay. I know we've been doing this for some of the other shows that I've been on. I'm excited that now Glee has one as well. So ABTV slash Glee or Glee. Not <laughs> slash Glee. What, what am I saying, guys? Get, get on your hashtag game. <laughs> I know it's clearly true. Let's see if I can get through the rest of this. So it's uh, of course season six, episode four, and it's Hurt Larker. Locker part one cannot get through. Killing it. Uh, it's, it's really rocking <laughs> oh, yeah. today. Great start. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I thought that this was actually a really interesting episode, different in tone from the rest of the season so far. Uh, kind of got the mean Sue back. What did you guys think? We uh, did. Absolutely. I mean, it's nice to see Sue going back and forth, which is what her character. I mean, she was good all last episode and then she's evil all this episode it's fun it's bringing them back that old the old type of characters that we know and love it's the tiniest thing that can set her off which is the sue that we're familiar with which is why i love that at least they included i mean it was just a utensil tonight but that they included <laughs> something because i was wondering how are they going to make her flip a switch on this um and i really feel like they they did a good job with that all over a fork I know. That's what was so amazing to me was it was just one of those things of that's going to set off this entire episode of mean actions from Sue because we've seen kind of a kinder Sue um, in the past. I don't know. I like. I mean, it's gone from mean to not so. You know what I? I don't know what I'm saying. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We've seen all different the old fashioned Sue. Yeah. Um, but let's also say that you can tweet at us directly, not just after Buzz. And I'm at Stephanie Winger. I'm at the Hotshot Dude. I'm at Serafini TV. And I'm at Roxy Stryer, which is also my name. Yeah, <laughs> so amazing. So I think the most shocking part of tonight's episode was the Rachel and Sam storyline, and we've yet to see a conclusion to kind of how this will play out. But the fact that. Sue was able to hypnotize Sam into this. It was funny because I felt like Sam's character is the most gullible, so it might be the most believable that he would get easily hypnotized, even though what kind of hypnotism was that? Yeah, well, I just have to say, overall, this episode was bizarre. Like, there's some of us that were just totally bizarro. And I think, I'm having a hard time, but I think that I loved it. But I'm a little confused. Not confused with the events that took place, but confused on my emotions. I don't know. I usually, you guys hear me and I'm like, I hated this. I love this. There were a lot of things I'm like, wow, I really don't know how I feel. 
So I was just, I was watching with Roxy tonight, and I just felt like it was one of those experiences where I, things I loved, and I was like, that's so creative and interesting, and something Glee would, Glee does so well, and then other moments I just couldn't stand, and I wanted to, like, turn off the TV. I I wasn't, I was so over it. And so... I felt the same way about the entire episode overall. I felt slightly indifferent to everything, but I actually did like Sam a lot in this episode, and oddly, I did. And oddly, I really liked the Sam and Rachel thing. Like, I kind of hate to say it because I was a complete Finchel fanatic, but I oddly liked it. I was weirdly okay with it. You know, oh, nobody else. No, 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 no. Just- I, honestly, because this is, I am having a hard time differentiating me liking Sam versus me liking Sam and Rachel. So I will give you the first part. Right. I definitely, you know, I turned over to Stephanie. I was like, wow, I haven't been this attracted to Sam in a long time. Like everything about his, his vibe when he was under the hypnosis was kind of cool and swaggy and his voice tonight crushed the game. Right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So good. So it's like, how do you not love that? And I understand being an artist and kind of getting swept away in emotions. So I, it's not even that I hated the moment, but the idea of them being together makes me actually feel nauseous. Nope. I liked it. I it. I can't believe I'm saying that. But they I just, actually liked it. Now, they had a few sweet moments where I can believe that they might be a good couple. But because it is the last season and we've seen Rachel and Sam as so many di- other different Glee members, I just question so why put many. them together now. It feels like the cast of Friends, They eventually they all like got with each other at one point. And it's like Glee. They're all going to eventually <laughs> get together at one point. And I feel I like love that you're binging Friends right now. Last, it's amazing. <laughs> I love Me it. Too. Thank you. But this is the last season for the and the last chance that they could get together too. And I feel like they're only doing it for that purpose. So I, I don't care saw what the purpose a spoiler is. of this episode and saw that they in fact kissed in this episode. And I was kind of the screenshot that I saw really disturbed by that. I didn't want Rachel and Sam to be together. And then I, when I saw them together, though, I have to say I was more on your page. I, I was like, there's something sweet underlying here. And I agree. Everyone's been with everyone on this show. Yes. But in some ways, I was like, there's something really sweet about them. I don't know that they're endgame. They're not what I want at the end of the series, but right. I could handle it for a minute. Like, like watching her little hands on his hands when he was like, yeah. oh, I thought it was, it was like so a no, that was a very sweet moment. It I was, was like, okay, they have good on-screen chemistry here. It's like they could actually be a good relationship. I don't but know. I don't know at this point so far in the season and so far in the game like of Glee show in general, I think it's just why put them together now. I I feel more sick thinking about it than I do actually watching it. I was going to say you look like you need therapy or well, something. It, here's the thing. <laughs> you know, it's not completely out of the blue. If you remember last season, which a lot of us have tried to block out certain parts of, but if you remember, <laughs> there was a flirtation with the two of them, with Sam and Rachel, and people were livid. And that's when Ryan Murphy came out and said, listen, I promise you guys that for the rest of this season, Rachel will not be with somebody like in a serious capacity. Which was understandable. Which was yeah. understandable because people were like, WTF? Yeah. Like, what are you doing to us? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of just thought that that was going to carry over. I really, really wholeheartedly believe Rachel should end up alone at the end of this show. I'm not saying in life, but at the end of this series, because I don't think you can go from having an epic love like that to being with Sam. I just don't. So that makes me sick. But the actual way they did it was kind of cute. So I I, I feel really conflicted. Okay, I agree with what you're saying. As much as I loved it, I get what you're saying. You were shocked into silence when we were watching it, when it happened. The words try to come out yeah. <laughs> just nothing <laughs> I do have to say though there there's like a part of me like I understand wanting her alone and like that she can survive in this world and she had this epic romance and you know be alone for a minute and I totally respect that idea but on the flip side maybe she can find something like different maybe it's not the same love that she had with Finn well of course but, not but there's some other aspect not possible <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, I get what you're saying, and, and yes, Sam and Rachel could have like a fling, but I would, I think, I would rather see her with somebody at Miata for a little bit. Like, oh, I do see that maybe I can move on, but with Sam, I just feel like Finn would be rolling in his grave right now. You like, what, like, what the hell is going on? What, 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 I think it's too soon for her character to, like you said, right. jump in, into another serious relationship that she had with Finn. Right, way too soon. 
by the way, just as a brief comment, I was so nervous in tonight's episode that I made us rewind it, or uh, in Friday's episode, I made us rewind it multiple times because at one point when Sue was looking at a picture, it had an arrow and it said missing, and I thought it was pointing to Finn, which would have been just about so the most awful. disrespectful oh. thing that I ever saw, yeah. but it wasn't, so anybody else who th- thought that, just to clarify, it was not pointing to him. Yeah. Just had to throw that out there. It, it's, yeah, I mean, we definitely rewound and, and like pause and we're like, okay, it's it's good. What did you think of the hurt locker? Her like evil locker. I don't even know how to describe it. Was it. Really funny, yeah. psychopathic. I thought it was funny though. I mean, but creepy, especially when she got to the point of Kurt and Bling. We'll get there, but <laughs> that was the amazing part. Yeah, I mean, it was funny, but also very creepy from an adult standpoint. If anyone else came across that locker, they'd be like, okay, we have to arrest this p- person for, like, pedophile or something. It's like, <laughs> borderline, if not offensive. Well, yeah. That was what was really cool about it, though, because I felt like the front part of the locker, if anybody saw, they'd be like, oh, typical Sue. It was right. the low part of the locker that anybody else could have had, and it wouldn't have been, I mean, it would have been weird, but it would have been horrifying. Her, that was the weird surprise. Like, the actual place in her heart that has love. The Hurt Locker, I wasn't surprised about. I was like, oh yeah, probably yeah. seems about right. She has some voodoo dolls in there, I'm sure. So yeah, I found the Hurt Locker really creepy, that portion of it. <laughs> but what was weird was, like, it was funny in the Glee context, but as soon as you, like, step out and you're like, wait, what would happen if I actually encountered this in a real-world situation? You would be so freaked out. I, I, like, even if you're like, oh, this person is really rude to people and, like, they seem brash at times. Well, no, like, you don't expect them to have this, like, shrine to evil. No, that's, (laughs) like, serial killer obsessive compulsive tendencies. Yeah. You, it's fine if you found that type of person in real life, <laughs> so, you would arrest them. I guess I won't show you guys my closet. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But what I honestly was thinking about when I saw this is, I feel like this takes place in many movies or TV shows where in some sort of locker or closet or whatever, people have shrines or urns right. to people, whatever it is. I've never actually come across this in real life. Oh, I totally had one for JTT as a kid. Oh, I was just thinking like to what for Arnold. That's what I was thinking about. That was that's literally what I was thinking about when I said in so many TV shows and movies. That's actually what I meant. Like move it football head stuff. Like that's what I'm thinking about. But I've never actually had a friend who had a like figures and pictures and all that stuff built. Who came up with that idea? Is that a real life thing or is that just in movies and TV? I think that's just the heartthrob tendencies that girls have. I know. I was going to say, like, you see these, like, things of, like, oh, I'm obsessed with this boy band. It's all over someone's room. But that's, like, being a fanatic over something. It's it's not coming from, like, a bad place. It's coming from a, like, I love this so much that I want to be surrounded by it. They're celebrities, too. It's like putting people on a pedestal. These are people she knows and sees every day. And she's, like, drawing X's and daggers through. I have to say that we've seen this um, on another show that I do here, Pretty Little Liars, with the like Xing people out, and it's it's so creepy, and I don't know why all these shows turn to this. Oh, but, Revenge, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so bad. But another creepy thing, well, this is, I don't know, I thought it was interesting that she, she was just going after everyone, including, well, Will we've seen her go after time and time again. That dang fork. <laughs> The fork. The fork. and May the fork be with you. But look, what, do you think, what do you think her point was in inviting him to McKinley again? Did she want to, like, come up with a common ground? What, what was the Well, idea? I thought that she had established that they were just friends. Like, at yeah. that beginning, it was like, boy, hey, I'm happy that we can be friends now. Why not come for lunch? And then, like, one little thing set her off. Well, also, so that, like, in that conversation, she talked about the invitationals and, like, just setting this, the false facade that yeah. they're on, on the outside, they're actually good camaraderie friends, but she's really plotting against him again. Yeah. Well, I don't think at the time that she invited him, she was plotting against him. Right, exactly. I, I just rather. really feel like she, the littlest thing set her off, and she's kind of a rash human being, and so she probably woke up that morning and was like, yeah, okay, lunch with Will. Exactly. And then it went downhill from there. Right. But the plastic fork is what threw into the tailspin. Oh, yeah. That happens to me all the time. (laughs) Especially that lime green plastic staring at you. (laughs) We don't know. I mean, and what do you think? Do you think Will will get revenge on her for doing this? Because he's... I don't think 
Will would get revenge, he would get justice. I think he's going to try to get revenge on Rachel because he thinks Rachel is behind all of this stuff. But I think Will's too smart to realize that Rachel's not that type of person who would do that. She it's kind of is a little. A little bit, <laughs> but the like the vindictiveness behind it is all Sue. It's not Rachel. We have to know by the end of the season, of course, he's going to find out it wasn't Rachel. You oh, yeah. know? So whether that's sooner or later, he's going to find out and he's going to realize it's Sue. This whole the whole point of this is for us to realize that Sue and Will are never going to be that kind of friend. Well, yeah, and they, I feel like they have to keep Sue's image in play. You know what I mean? So, like, when she's sweet, we have to balance it back out by giving her an episode of being crazy again. Well, it was Just a weird to move to not see her with Beast this week at all. Well, yeah, That was. was a really strange play because we saw her being really sweet about what happened there. Um, and so, I don't know. I guess they were trying to remind us, like you're saying. yeah. That's still crazy. Yeah. She's hot and cold. Crazy. Yeah, it felt like a, such a drop storyline. We had this big emotional moment last week with Beast, and then nothing this week about it at all. And I, I kind of wanted that storyline, and I know it will continue throughout the season, but I wanted it to continue tonight. Right. Yeah. I agree. But I, I guess we only. I mean, what do we have now? Eight episodes left. So crazy. They were saying the countdown to the finale already, which uh, when they were showing the preview for next week, it was like, and we're starting the countdown to the finale. And I was like, how is that? The season just started. (laughs) He was a breather. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I talked about this, I think, as we were walking into the studio, that this season has gone, every storyline has been zero to 60. Like, nothing Mm -hmm. has been like, oh, this let this progress over the course of these episodes like even tonight with um with like Blaine and and Kurt and all of this it it felt very fast it felt like oh like we had him move in with Dave now he's questioning whether Dave he should end it with Dave like what's yeah everything feels very quick did Sue make up the fact that family tree up or are they actually third cousins? I wondered that too. Because but I'm fine either way with it. <laughs> yeah. You're fine with every, everything I, works for you. It's true. I love everything they do. But I like how That's Sue fair. is kind of doing what all the audience wants because I think as the audience in general don't want Kurt and not sorry, not Kurt, Blaine and Karofsky together. So right. Sue's the one who's trying to find all the reasons so they can't be together. So she's pretty much the voice of the audience right now. Right. For yep. that relationship. And I'm, I try not to be judgy and I can't blame Dave for, you know, he was in the closet for so many years. So after he came out of the closet, he clearly went a little boy crazy. <laughs> Which I, honestly, I try not to judge because I'm not saying that's wrong, no. but I don't feel Full like, breadsticks. but it's really not up Blaine's alley. So right. it's making me see them together even less. Even though I like Dave. I do. I, I like him. Or I've grown to like him a little. Everyone likes him, apparently. Yeah, yeah that's true. I actually a little too much. don't like him much at all. <laughs> Watching him on the show, I don't. But I did like his one line with the, why are there bears in here? Like, when you could just hear him off screen screaming that, like, really high pitch. Your favorite part was when he was off screen? Yes. Is that what but you're saying? It's <laughs> curious. It's terrible. But I liked the way he delivered that line. <laughs> Wait, were we fun. supposed to assume with the bear that that was Britney's doing? I don't think so. I thought that was I, more of a Sue. I th- yeah, I thought that was a Sue Oh, that was thing. a Sue thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was my understanding. Because remember, Britney designed the apartment. So Again, I feel because like Sue, <laughs> Sue wants Blaine and Kurt together, so she's sabotaging Blaine's relationship with Karofsky. Yeah, but why would but a bear being a bear in, their in their apartment there. sabotage their relationship? I, mean, I felt like it would bring them together. That's what I, would say. I feel like that would be a bonding experience. Yeah, like if there's a bear in my apartment with my boyfriend, not that I have one because he's non-existent, but if I, if I can make up a bear, I can make up a boyfriend. <laughs> Then why would I go home and be like, I hate you, boyfriend? I'd be like, boyfriend, cuddle with me. Let's like leave this bear. I just got a little personal. I'm just saying I think I would bond people. It might be a situation where like it would test the relationship, and if they can't handle a bear, then they can't be together. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I feel like that would be more of a Britney move. Like maybe she sent over a pet bear. That was hers. (laughs) It was also felt like such a throwaway moment to me. There was this bear, they saw it, and then it just was like... That's it. That was it. It wasn't wasn't like the hangover where there was some, like, 
reason why the tiger is there. (laughs) I think that's why we got a part one tonight. I think, you know, part two implies this bear is coming back. And if it doesn't, (laughs) then that's really one of Glee's odd moments. (laughs) Bummer. Yeah. No, I hope that we do get some conclusions. Tonight felt like... Like Mike Tyson bringing the the bear back? They bring the bear back? Like a hangover? I don't know. It just felt like a really strange... In some ways, the episode... I think I even said it when it ended. I was like, that's it? Because yeah. it, it didn't have any, like, normally there's, like, a cliffhanger if there's a part two where there's something that you're, yeah. like, hanging on to. Where this just felt like we had an hour, hour and a half story to tell or two hour story to tell. Right. Rather than having a, you know. Right. I agree. I felt like there was a lack of an ending. Because like, I had that moment, like, that's all we see, but knowing that this was a two-parter. If we're yeah. going to talk about when lack... When it comes to the songs, yeah, it's well, like, okay, that's it. Exactly what you're just... The, when it comes to the songs, if we're going to talk about lack, I mean, I know we're not speaking about the actual songs yet, but the fact that there was four of them, and two of them came at 54 minutes into the episode... I know. It, that is a huge hole. This is glee. Yeah, yeah and the Are first one came me? in, like, 17 True. minutes into the episode, like, wow, what took right. you so long? Yeah. That's what Stephanie did and says, wait, we haven't heard a song yet, have we? Like, did I miss it? Like, no, I don't think so. No, I was like, I, maybe I got really into my note-taking. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was weird. It was weird. We didn't get that many songs, and you guys know mm-hmm. I love the songs. I also just think, again, it's the final season. This is the time, like, to really showcase, like, you have amazing singer-actors on this show, and to have them in an episode where you have four songs and two of them are not even with your core. Yeah, with yeah, your, yeah, with your own group. Yeah, so it just felt like okay, we we know Vocal Adrenaline's talented, but it didn't feel like necessary to have two songs by them. I agree with you, but to play devil's advocate for a second, it's not like we saw Artie, it's not like we saw Kitty. We didn't, see, you know, it wasn't all these people were there and they just weren't singing. We didn't see Santana. We didn't see Britney. People weren't in the episode. So I wasn't really missing a song from people. I was missing the people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I could totally... That's a great point. But I just wanted... Even Mercedes. If, even if it was another... I loved... I mean, we'll get more specifically into this, but Rachel and Sam's song tonight. Mm-hmm. And if you had another song with them to like further, you know, elaborate on their relationship or what have you. That or Blaine Kurt. Yeah, or Blaine yeah. Kurt, like, that they were missing something, because there was that poignant moment with them tonight, and we'll get into that in a second, but it just felt to me like, oh, we're having two songs with this group that, like, I like listening to, but I don't really have much attachment to at this right. point. Right, which is why they stuck them on at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I also, like, when do we end with just a random song. Like, normally if you end, if we end on a song, it's like some poignant moment of the group coming back together, or, I don't know, or a sad something. There's there's some reason why we're ending on the song, and tonight it just felt like, oh, and end. Well, and it didn't just end on a song, it didn't even end on our actual Glee members. Right, it ended weird. on a completely different group. To so be like, honest, though, I know that you guys didn't like that as much, but for me, I kind of felt the same way that I think the, um, that New Direction felt like holy crap. You know? Like that ending, the vocal adrenaline supposedly knocked it out of the park, and that feeling, like, oh my god, is this what's happening? And then it ends. I I thought that it was okay because it was called part one. So, Mm -hmm. uh, also it'll give them a reason. I think we always kind of say that the Glee Club in our hearts, like New Directions, has, you know, they tend to do very well in these competitions. Like, yes, they've lost, but there, there tends to be a bias towards them in episodes that like they're always the final one to perform or what have you because you get more songs mm-hmm. right exactly <laughs> too yeah. yeah and and so maybe this is their way of showing like this year we're going to make it in some way a true competition well, well that's always oh, go ahead sorry i just I, and i don't understand though with vocal adrenaline and will being their coach now, why the songs aren't more emotional for Vocal Adrenaline. Like, he's allowing still their team to be this big performance thing, and it's like, is he even coaching them, or does he just show up and give them a song choice and be like, go? It doesn't make sense to me, honestly, what direction they're going in. I feel with Will and the actual new direction, (laughs) like, the actual new directions, that he came from a more understanding 
human quality, human characteristics with them. He like touched upon them on a personal level. Right. Therefore, they would pour out their hearts on the stage. And then with vocal adrenaline, we don't know any of their names and whatnot. We're not emotionally attached to them, so we're more attached to them talent-wise, singing-wise, dancing-wise. Yeah. There's not that connection, the human connection there. Well, I, th- I think, well, the only one we do know is Clint. And I think to oh, to answer your, <laughs> he was just the lead singer in both songs, and we yeah. were introduced to him a couple of weeks ago right. too. But to answer your question, is he even the coach? I feel like they answered it tonight a little bit. No, you yeah. saw. You know, he tries to rally them, put his hands in whatever it is, and one of them says, "We don't like you." And I understand that they probably saw the drone footage of him selling them down the river, right? Like, mm-hmm. so of course, I don't feel like he has control over the ship at all. So they're going to keep doing what they've done. And I think that until he, I think he eventually will get a grip on it. But until he does, they are still vocal adrenaline. They're not, uh, they're not going in a new direction, right? And I actually kind of <laughs> want them to have that moment with him, <laughs> just for like Will's storyline. You know what I mean? Like I don't really care about vocal adre- adrenaline as much, and I feel like it's a shame to throw this whole. Um, new storyline with them in the very last season of the entire series. But for Will's sake and his character, I feel like there needs to be either a moment with them where he has like a feels fulfilled in his career, you know what I mean, at the end of the series, or he needs to come back to New Directions in some capacity. Yeah, I get right. that, but also from an audience standpoint, I don't think we would like Will giving a moral good speech to people we don't care about. We'd rather see him give like a life lesson to the New Directions rather than Vocal Adrenaline. Yeah. So if he gave that to Vocal Adrenaline, we wouldn't like it. Well, I don't, true too, dang it. I yeah. think I kind of would, though. I feel like I just want to see him shape and mold young minds, and because like, that's what he He's best at, and I feel right. like watching him get slaughtered tonight by them was really upsetting. And then he just looked pathetic, sitting in the audience, like singing along with them and looking back at Rachel. I'm like, they don't like you. They, they just yeah. told you did nothing. You. Yeah, <laughs> That's, it was funny to watch him do that. I thought it was weird. Yeah, I just again, he's such a good teacher, and this it just felt like he couldn't make the connection. And also, I think they alluded to at some point in the episode how he always has such young friends. Like he needs to make adult friends. <laughs> Sue said it. But, like, that's kind of been the charm of his character, is that he's, like, friends with the people he's teaching in a lot of ways. Can we talk for one... The only reference we've had at all to Emma is that we saw her desk in tonight's episode with Sue, like, playing around with Emma's OCD for a second. I mean... Seriously, right? That's sad. I want yeah. her to come back. Seriously, we saw we busy. saw his kid for a second in the earlier se- uh, episodes, mm-hmm. but like I understand that the actress is busy, but right. that doesn't excuse the fact that the character is missing right. and her desk is not enough to fulfill that void. Like, ah. right? They haven't like covered or given some sort of reason as to why she is not in any of the episodes right now. Which, like, I stalked down on IMDb, like she's coming back in a couple episodes, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's coming back. Something to look forward to. (laughs) But... But I don't understand why they haven't explained, like, well, she's, you know, out of the office for a couple weeks, or, I don't know, like, she's on a pamphlets. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, I mean, she's missing, but I do like the fact that they're implying that she's still around, you know. Yeah, at least they referenced. Yeah, they're keeping her in the story. I can see that. I just, I think I want, again, I'm excited that she's returning. Sorry, spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, But I do think it's like, it'll be good to kind of have that whole cast. In some ways, that's what I hope for the end of the series, is that we get kind of everybody back and all these, like, stories that have been lost along the way somehow get tied up. And I feel like Ryan Murphy might give it to us, so... That would be Maybe. exciting. And they did also did Sue did those quick references to the other Glee members that we don't really remember. Like, yeah, remember? Like, so the, about Rory. Dreadlocks, which was Joe, a.k.a. Jesus. <laughs> like, where did he go? Wait, can I just tell and you then, what, when you just said that? What? So while we were watching, I was like, wait, what's Dreadlocks' name? And Stephanie's like, you got to ask Marissa. I know she'll know because she loved him. <laughs> there you go. And then you just did that, I which love, is incredible. Huh? I forgot. Yeah, I loved him. Wait, who was that? Jesus. We called him Jesus on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they made the reference to Rory. And then the black football dancer, back from season one, do you guys remember him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not, isn't that the one that she pointed out that said missing? I think that's the yeah. one that was missing oh, in that yeah. picture. Hmm. It might have been. But, like, he was always dancing with all the the members back in season one, but I don't think we ever really got his name. I no, and I'm pretty sure he about... never had a line, no, even. He was, yeah, he was a football player. I thought she was talking about, when she said the black dancer that you drove away, I thought she was talking about Jake. No? no? Maybe. 
Maybe. But I don't know. They're, because they're, he's gone. That's true. I'm, but, okay, so there are a well, lot of yeah. other people that are missing. <laughs> the fact that it could be a couple different people. Uh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, because mm-hmm. Sue's the one who drove him away, so yours probably makes more sense. But that's what I, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people. No, that actually that's makes true. more sense. Jake. <laughs> a little more prominent. <laughs> yeah, they still haven't brought that up. Do you think they're going to bring that up? Well, they said that Sue made the trans- all transfer schools except for Kitty. Oh, yeah. oh, but oh, they yeah. that's the only time they brought it up. And like I feel like you can't really make kids transfer from public yeah. schools. No, that's no. not the way it works in real world. Real yeah. world is a different scenario, obviously. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's why they do it at McKinley. Yeah. So you can terrorize the best of them. Um, true. Um, but should we talk about her terrorizing? Well, she, she actually didn't terrorize this. This is the one group that she didn't, and that was Blaine and Kurt. She wants them back together. I think this is my favorite storyline. Yeah. This is hysterical. I mean, everybody has their ship, and now she has hers. Like okay. this, this is amazing. I think if you went back a few seasons, you would find many reasons to believe she hasn't always been clean, even though she claims she has. But that's okay. I don't care. She's on our team, right? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I kind of, it made sense to me because I was kind of felt like she always was on. Uh, Team Kurt in general, because she was all, always called him porcelain. And I felt like even though she would have moments with him, she loved him. Like Blaine, I never felt like she had a relationship with, but maybe I'm wrong and I just don't remember that. But the whole Kurt thing, I was like, all right. I mean, that makes sense. He was always kind of her little porcelain. So she says, hang on, porcelain helps on the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and porcelain could be she could have picked a meaner nickname for him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It always seems slightly endearing. So I don't know. Yeah, I I do think that yeah, she kind of watched over him in some. At some, some points. Capacity. Yeah, at some points. I was going to say, not always, but some points. <laughs> and I I did like the moment in the theater with Blaine and Kurt when they kind of, he says, oh, I found this online date, and he's kind of admitting his problems with Dave. Like, it felt like old times with them. And that was one of my favorite moments in the episode, in all honesty. I like the fact that they are civil, and they're on good talking terms right now, but the fact that they, they said the one line, and I hope it can just be really good, great friends, that just hit me. I'm like, Oh, really? I don't think... I, I mean, I <laughs> like, think that no. that's where they're starting out at. Like, Because otherwise it would be like, oh, wait, what are we? And I don't think they're ready for that yet. So maybe yeah. it's like they're figuring out how to be friends. I think that the whole point of that was them saying, we are not willing to not have each other in each other's lives. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that was important to me. But do I want to see them as BFF? No, I want to see them together. Yeah. And yeah. I think that Glee has done a really good job of making sure that 90% of fans are on this ship. Yeah. Although I will say, I was reading comments, and a lot of people said that they wish that Grant Gustin's character was back so that Blaine could end up with him, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be pretty busy, too. True, true. I mean, that's clearly not going to happen. And I'm not on that team. No. I'm not not on it because I obviously want Kurt and Blaine, but like, if he's going to be with anybody else, I would actually be okay with that one. Okay. Well, yeah, over Dave. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like they're a better pairing, but obviously my favorite pair is still Blaine and Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to change for me. They're the couple that I'm shipping to use. (laughs) I think they'll pull through. I think by the end of the season, they'll pull through. I hope so. Yeah, Um, they will. Ready to jump into some songs? Yes. Or actually, we should talk about his online date first. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. With Walter? With Walter. <laughs> 50 years old. Catfishing, fishing, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to anybody out there named Walter. It's not that I don't like the name, but I don't know anybody in our generation named Walter, so that would be a dead giveaway. I nannied a kid named Walter, and I really? thought it was the cutest thing oh, in the world. I guess maybe Walt. Okay. Walt, I'm, exactly. I know, I know some Walts. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So, like, a little kid. I don't. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know any Walters. And it might have skipped a generation. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. So. Yeah, uh, guys. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was really interesting that he, like, I expected him to kind of run out of breadsticks, in all honesty. Like, it was just, like, too much for him to handle. This older guy, he's just out of this relationship. And then he, like, sticks around. And they're like, well, we'll start out as friends. And I was like, how do you go from, like, online date to being friends with this 50-year-old? It just felt like... A really interesting move to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I like you said, I thought Kurt was just gonna like break it off and end it right there. But the fact that they let that story still play out and then they're friends, are we gonna see him? Are we gonna see Walter 
more episodes now are we going to have time to build that relationship because honestly that's a relationship I don't want to start shipping I, <laughs> I actually appreciated that they brought him on the show though for a couple of reasons number one um, I, I'm glad he didn't run out because we already saw him do that at the speed dating you know it would be the same reaction that he had to speed dating that's when true. he ran out so I didn't want to see that yeah. again I wanted to see some growth number two I feel like Walter could kind of show Kurt how, the way that Kurt didn't want to become. Because Walter exactly. was married for 33 years, in the closet, not with somebody he was in love with, and I feel like that friendship could actually be valuable. Do I want to see Walter on screen for copious amount of time? No. Of course not. I don't care about him at all. But I do care about Aww. what he could offer Kurt. I yeah. completely agree with you. I, I feel like they actually could gain things from each other. There's, They both have things they can learn from each other. And that difference in age, I think, could be a fun dynamic to watch like every few episodes. You know what I mean? Right. For like a couple minutes. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, my, I think my only reason against it is just it's so late in Glee, yeah, the totally. last season, yeah. we don't have enough time to build this type right? of relationship. It's, so, it's sweet and endearing right now, but we just don't have time for it. Yeah. Especially when we're getting all different new characters in the new direction that we exactly. have to dedicate it's our time to. just another person I get adding to the roster. It's so bizarre to take everything in this season because it's like, you want to just have an opinion based on the episode and the show, and then you're like, forget that this is the last season of a whole series and you're like, dang, do we have time for any of this even if I do like it? And you it's know a half I mean? season. Yeah, but- it's a time crunch thing for every episode now. I hope that, um, yeah, the Walter friendship kind of inspires Kurt to realize what true love is and, and go yeah. back to Blaine. That's, that's mm-hmm. my hope for it. Because, yeah, I'm not super invested in, like, I guess that what Walter's all about. Like, I, I, I got it. Like, we're good. Right. I said I don't care, and you said, oh, like, it was mean, but I'm sorry. I don't have to, ain't nobody got time no, for that. I just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I can't believe we're all ready to the countdown at the end of this. That is insane to me, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, to think about. Like, I know. Yeah. So interesting. Let's jump to songs, though. There are only four tonight, as we mentioned earlier. The first one was Bitch, which Sue sang. I loved this song for her. I, I thought it was... Um, she has such a unique voice, and I and she, she owned this for me. I dug it so much. I love the old Sue just terrorizing every student in the <laughs> hall. That's so old Sue, and I, you know, they could have also followed up with Old Fortuna. That's what she's known for, yeah. terrorizing people. So it felt like the old Sue. It was great. It was a perfect vocal fit. Uh, it's a great throwback song. And, I mean, not throw throwback, but throwback right. enough. And um, I thought it was a perfect, perfect job. And I loved the head in the desk yeah. so much. I thought it was so funny. I, see, I don't actually know. Is that from a music video or was that I think just it is. A, That was hysterical. Yeah. And I you can't guys let us know what, at home. Yeah. Hashtag ABTV Glee. <laughs> I kept thinking that too. I was like, I know this is from something else. I've seen this before, but I couldn't creepy. figure out what. I don't think many people could have pulled it off. No, I love it. laughing. And yeah. I mean, she must have had so much fun filming that too. I mean, yeah. that looked like a blast. I mean, <laughs> everybody wanted to hit the planets with a baseball bat. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody. It's amazing. Which, you know, like, I'm pretty sure I've wanted to do that multiple times. Always. Always. But planets in a high school classroom? I feel like planets were more like middle, middle school, elementary. elementary yeah. yeah. That's true. Maybe they're just cool decoration. Yeah. As much as a learning tool. <laughs> let's hope. Never know. But let's hope. Um, and my favorite song of the night, which was A Thousand Miles, Vanessa Carlton, Rachel and Sam. This was a win for me. I love that the throwback to the music video where she was on her piano singing. Just for me was so cool and one of my favorite moments that has happened in Glee in a while. So, This song is on my um, top 25 most played songs on iTunes. <laughs> uh, so, big fan. Yeah. Um, I think that it, the only reason I don't absolutely hate Rachel and Sam is because of this song. I can't get over how much Cordover Street knocked this out of the park. Yes, um, Liam Michelle was yes. amazing, but he I, I forgot that he's incredible. Yeah. And I, I think, Stephanie, that you were the one that said this, the amount of growth that he's had. I, so I, I can't even say that I always thought he was the most brilliant, but now I just think the level he's gotten to, he was unbelievable. I thought the, the performance was perfect. I thought it was so great. In my notes, I put all Sam. Yeah. Because that's only what I heard. I mean, we heard Rachel a little bit, but it was all Sam throughout the song. For yeah. a song that was sung by a woman, you know, and to have Sam sing it, a guy, like, he, it, he was amazing. I couldn't amazing. take my eyes off him, and neither could Rachel. 
I couldn't take my ears off him. He sounded so good. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those moments where I love when you're watching a show, and I feel like Cord came in, and, uh, like, it was great. I've always liked Sam a lot, but we've kind of seen him fade away, come back to the show. It was nice to see him have this big moment, because th- we don't get a ton of those for, for Sam. Right. It's how I felt about Naya Rivera when I remember I thought she was okay, and then all of a sudden she was like a musical genius yeah. and I loved what she did. Yeah. That's how I felt tonight. This to me was like a breakthrough performance for him. I yeah. agree. I mean from every point, not even just that song. I feel like the whole episode really yeah. gave him a moment. But And it made me curious as to what he's going to do next, what Cord will do next. Because I feel like with this kind of performance, you could go into more of a singing career if that's what he's interested in or continue down the acting path. I don't know. I just felt like it was such, again, like that door opening, like, wow, he really can be a performer. Well, on that note, I keep wondering what, not that anything can take Glee's place, but what is going to fill this Glee's shoes? You know, we've got like things like Nashville or whatever it is, but what is going to be the next music-based phenomenon? Yeah. I don't think we know. Because he should be in that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They should all be in that. Whatever that is. Go from that to go from Glee to the next one. Exactly. Exactly. I don't feel like there will be one. I've thought about that too, and I'm like, who could... what show or what producer or whatever could actually fill the shoes of Glee? I don't feel like anybody what could do it. What would the topic it. be? Right? right. Like, I don't know if anybody could do it the way that Ryan Murphy did. And after Glee being such a hit, I, I don't feel like I anything think you do a college could. musical. Yeah, you'd be great in, like, a Pitch Perfect, though, or yeah. something. Yes. I think that, yeah, it's one of those things, though, in terms of the next Glee, who, you know, this has been such a phenomenon, and it, and people have tried to repeat the success, and really not been able to repeat this phenomenon at all. So I think you're probably, as much as I'm sad to say it, I would guess there will be some sort of breather in, in the musical department and then it'll come back around. Yeah. Mm. Well, it depends what we call, like, repeat this. You know, Nashville does pretty right. well. Smash, Smash had was, a little bit of true. success. Smash was great. But for me, at least, and some people might disagree, but for me, it's Glee. You know, yeah, yeah. by miles and miles. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, for sure. Um, and then we had two songs, as I mentioned, by Vocal Adrenaline, uh, B-52's Rock um, Lobster, which I have to say I was unfamiliar with this song. Um, I know the song because it was big in Family Guy. Okay. <laughs> That's all I know. Yeah, I thought that they did a uh, great job, the background vocals, uh, making it seem kind of eerie and cool. Was this... Did they knock it out of the park? Maybe for that song, it was a kind of a strange choice. Though. It's, it's a strange song, and it's a simple song. It's not like it would showcase anyone's vocal range. It's just one of those fun, weird, quirky songs that everyone could get a hang of and sing to. Yeah, but I think the only funny part in that particular number was Becky in the ra- lobster scene. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I loved yeah. that. Surprisingly, she had one on by. I kind of felt like it was a throwaway, and I really don't feel like we have time for throwaways. I completely agree. It's dra- Honestly, when we were talking about songs before, I think that's what's driving me the most crazy about all the song performances, is nothing to me thus far has felt emotionally dropped in as much as all the other songs in previous seasons, and I feel like this is the last season. I'm like, why are we not taking advantage of all of these songs and doing really emotional, like, heartfelt or... Cont- I, I don't know, like, just you knocking You want, like, an the- acoustic black box theater. Not even that. I just feel like none of the songs that are really... That we can really- get invested in. Yes. Yeah. Nothing's grabbing me, like, musically on this show thus far this season. I huh. haven't had a song that I've been like, oh, my God, I want to download this. I want to listen to this a billion times. I need to watch that performance again. Like... I was so moved the first few seasons of this entire series, and that's what made me so in love with this show. And I, I'm so confused as to why we're not bringing those huh. kind of performances back no, I, this season. I've mentioned it before on our show that it's definitely, I love those like emotional, if you like strip everything away, and it's just these, like the core of the emotion is there, that's my favorite. And also, when you get these over-the-top, really fun performances. And that's always been the mix of Glee. And some of them tonight, specifically, were just kind of like, well, these are fun songs, but I don't know really what it's giving me. And I would would have to say the reason for that would probably be because we're not going to see that from Britanna, because they're not like that. The only 
couples that we would have seen that for from would be Finn and Rachel, who we're not going to see that from, or or from Blaine and Kurt, who were not there yet. Right. So, like, we're not going to get our teenage dream moment until our teenage dream is back together. So I yeah. do think we're building up to that point, I and as long so. as we're having fun until we get there, I'm okay with it. But you're right. It's a very, very valid point, and I, I'm praying we see one. If we don't, right. it would be a Or tragic. just at least, like, a song that everybody loves, 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 loves. You know what I mean? That reminds yeah. you of a certain what, you don't love age in it? your life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that's a like, fun song. I feel like there just needs to be a song that connects with the audience. It doesn't even have to be like a huge emotional performance, but just something that's like, oh my gosh, I remember when that song came out, or like some, you know what I mean? I feel like there were so many of those songs early on in the series that... I don't know. But. I mean, like usually regionals, nationals, sectionals. You know, those are the those are the events that, like, oh my god, I love all these songs. I have to download from every group. That's amazing, and I'm surprised they're doing an invitation. I feel like this is kind of Glee's <laughs> cop out way to still have everyone perform at the same time, even though it's technically not even for competition. Yeah, maybe you can answer this question, Marissa, because. I- I'm confused. What are invitationals? Am I <laughs> no, like that... invitationals is kind of like it's. I don't even know what you call it, but it's. Have they done this? No, no they no. have. Because it goes sectionals, well, nationals, no sectionals, regional, regional, regionals, national. and yeah. the nationals, and then I because they don't have a whole group to go to all those official events, that this kind of like a cop-out be like, hey, we could still do this. This is their technicality to bring Ooh. everyone together to sing. Weird. Weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. Strange choice. It just feels like, yeah, you're like, oh, okay, I guess we can all compete. And then you have Rachel trying to throw the competition. It just all felt very I rushed. I, and I wasn't sure what to do with it all. Exactly. <laughs> I'm hoping though part two will solve some of these yeah. problems. Um, yeah. But with it. What did we? What did you guys think of that? Whip it. Yeah. I, fun, fun costumes. I liked it. I liked it better. I did um, too. It was my the better of the two songs. Uh, and yes, the costumes were really fun. The choreography was really fun. But it's the exact reason that I don't think Vocal Adrenaline has won in the past because it's gimmicky. And it is. Yeah. So it's not serious. Yeah. Right. It's completely they, true. they look like whipped cream bottles. Yeah, <laughs> I was say, it, it also felt very mechanical lips. to me. Like it was like, well, you know that when you get to that over rehearsed place yeah. when you mm-hmm. watch them and you're like, they've done this eight million times. Perfection to a flaw. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's like it's it's yeah, it's over rehearsed. It's that point of like, ooh, like it's not fun for them anymore. They're just going through their motions. And that's what it felt like when I was watching. Yeah, and even Will says like, No, we're gonna improvise and yeah. whatnot, and this is where we grow. No, they didn't improvise mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. Nope. That seemed pretty rehearsed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I like the idea that they're going back to like the eighties, nineties, early two thousand songs instead of we haven't really heard a lot of modern yeah, Today pop haven't. songs. We're going back. That seemed more like a will choice. Whip yeah. it. But just yeah. the episodes that we've seen so far in general, we've heard a lot of 90s, 80s songs. Yeah, it's true. That is true. Yeah, very valid. So are you ready for news and gossip? Yeah, give yeah. it to us. After Buzz TV News. I know we've been talking about all episode, all these missing characters, and one of them is Marley, of course, and we have not gotten to see her in a long time, but if you're... I just saw her in Whiplash yesterday. <laughs> I know. I mean, she is in Whiplash, so you should definitely go check that out in theaters. But Melissa also just got a huge role, which of course is Supergirl on CBS, and that's a big, big... Nice. I know. I'm so excited. That'll be amazing. I mean... I feel like this is a super coveted role, and yeah, yeah amazing. I have to be honest about a couple things, though, because <laughs> I loved her on Glee, and I loved her in Whiplash, and yeah. I think she's very talented. Um, but I, I do a DC show, and for our network Popcorn Talk, and I was talking about this there with them. To me, she's a little mousy, and as Supergirl, I know she already dyed her hair blonde and she looks great and she's gorgeous but she doesn't have that kick butt vibe to me that I feel like Supergirl needs to have and I know maybe that's because she'll try to play dual personas but I I don't know. I I believe in the casting because David Rappaport's a genius and he does a lot of these castings and I think that he if he says so, then it's so. Yeah, I think she'll surprise you. I'm hoping. My guess is that like we've seen her in the Glee 
world so much that we can't imagine her being this, but um, I would say that if she was cast, I don't question her ability to get it mm-hmm. done. Right. She had to. She must have jumped she through had. a million hoops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she has the acting ability to do it. I think she has very strong acting ability. I have never seen her in a performance like this, and I'm hoping... Not even that she proves me wrong, because I don't not believe in her, but I'm hoping she knocks it out of the park. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I agree. And um, to move on to our next news and gossip piece, uh, Dot Marie Jones uh, did an interview with E! News, and she's talking about that the storyline of her character this season um, transitioning, and how Ryan Murphy told her that he had um, big plans for me this season. Um, she became a series regular, and that um, she was really nervous to do it, and she says, I just want to do the part justice. And because I think we don't see this a lot on TV, so she feels like she's, of course, like that role model. Or Yeah. 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 So, it's a huge deal. Yeah. yeah, and I just thought that that was like such a great interview, and like that she was really thinking about that, the impact that she's having. And mm-hmm. Yeah, because Glee... Uh, uh, having this on Glee, which is again Friday nights, you, you know, it is a big deal to have this storyline, especially because yeah. they reach out to younger people too. So, yeah. like exposing mm-hmm. people to different life choices at a young age is really, really important. I agree. Predictions? Yes. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Does anyone have a great one they want to jump in with? It's not a prediction. It's just an excitement. I'm stoked about them being stuck in an elevator. I think that that... Yeah, right? I'm really excited about that. I think that's going to be awesome and a great place. When Have you guys ever been stuck in an elevator? Yes. No. Okay. Like, <laughs> that is an awesome place to be with somebody that you have to talk to. You are so uh-huh. trapped. Yeah. That's I'm hoping, awesome. I feel like we're going to get some good songs from it, too. Has anybody looked up to try to see what the songs are? Yeah, I did, but I know that you guys at home don't like when I spoil the song. So I'll tell you after. Okay, great. (laughs) Great songs are going to come of it, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just think that it's going to be interesting to see how their relationship... They're they're the only ones, Blaine and Kurt, who don't seem to have a zero to 60 thing going on right now. That they're actually allowing this relationship to go through its course in kind of a not sped up version. And I'm excited about that to see where it plays out. I had a question for you guys. We, We saw Rachel and Kitty on the computer together. Any thoughts on what they could be doing? Recruiting no. people? I was going to say, but I think Kitty and Spencer in the next like couple episodes are going to join the Glee Club. That's like what I'm most thinking. Spencer's the new wave yeah. gay? Yes. Mm. Love yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, for the commenters on YouTube, thank you all. You're amazing. Um, a lot of them think that Kitty, Ryder, and you know the old New Directions are going to come back to fill the the void of the twelve seats. So we can have an official group. Amazing. And that's like the only way to get everyone back. Yes. Any thoughts on Sam and Rachel uh, in the future? I mean, I just want them oh, to kind of give it a go. I just do. <laughs> I kind of want them to kind of give it a go. So, uh, do you think it's going to last? I think that she's going to harbor a crush. Maybe. It seems like he doesn't remember the kiss happening. He's kind of over it. And she's harboring some sort of crush. We don't have time for just a crush. We gotta go all the way for it. I really don't know. what. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I love that this brings you into, like, a traumatized (laughs) (laughs) state. Oh, Roxy. We're gonna let you take a break and rest. But thank you so much for hanging out and, uh, you know, chatting with us. We love seeing all your comments on YouTube and iTunes. So you can always tweet at us at AfterBuzzTV or tweet me at Stephanie Wanger. Hannah at the Hotshot Dude. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. At Roxy Stryer. See you next week, everyone. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Gleeks! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.